Clint, this has been a sad week. It's been a tough week. It has been a tough week. Really tough for you. Uh, it was. I mean, you saw really the tough. Tipton Tigers lose. You watched the Iowa Hawkeyes lose, and then and then the top, yeah. the cherry on the top was watching the Bears I, get dismantled. I, just, just it, literally all all the teams were a 30, 35 point loss or more. So it was a, it was a tough weekend of football for me. I mean, it was hard. I, I am glad that we have moved on to homecoming week, Absolutely. where we can put that behind us. Even though we're going to talk a little bit about it, I'm going to put it behind us and move on to Anamosa. That's all I want to do. I'm with you. Um, I think everyone is. I think the football team already has. I know I have. I thought about I actually put it out of my head walking out of the stadium. I stopped thinking about it. So this is going to be actually a shorter episode because I really don't want to talk about it very much because I barely remember it. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. that. That'll work for me. Yeah. So um, let's get through some stuff here. First, Varsity Bound was not very impressed with their loss. I think if I told you right, our power index... Right. We were seventh. Yes, last week. We were yes. last week number seven. Varsity bound. This is a drop of all drops. They dropped us down to 35, oh which I thought God. was aggressive. That, One loss against a good team. That's um, very aggressive. It was not a great loss, but that's an aggressive loss. So they dropped us down to 35th. Oh, wow. Um, possibly okay. because our opponent's records right now are only 3-12. and 12. So that they obviously take right. that into account. When you look at the 3-12, and 12, it, it obviously shows that we haven't we – haven't, Played the best of the best yet, right? Um, well, and I think you'll you'll see Comanche win some more football absolutely. games too. I was Th- this week will be a little bit harder for yeah. them against Monticello. But on the flip side, the Iowa High School Athletic Association, the boys, put out their initial poll. So they don't yep. put out a poll until week five, right? They decided to put theirs out. They they went the opposite way. The loss to them was was not a big deal. I'm curious, where would we have been ranked if we won that game? Because we came in at number nine overall. So we're in the top ten at the actual poll that matters, which is the Iowa High School Athletics You know, I saw Coach Kluka share that on social media earlier in the week. Obviously shocked to see that after, you know, after the game we had on Friday night. But, hey, I'll, I will take Tipton ranked accolades all day long. Heck yes, and it, it tells you that they were pretty impressed with the turnaround. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Linder, there, there was an article about our turnaround. They actually talked about us on the podcast, their their weekly podcast. So there was a little bit of stuff going on there where Tipton was getting some notoriety. So hopefully this that. loss doesn't kind of take us out of that conversation. because so We are not see that. the only podcast talking about Tipton football. Exactly. That's good. That's I love yes. to hear that. Multiple podcasts talking That's about excellent. Tipton football. That's excellent. So... Um, obviously, that loss takes us to one and one. Monticello still two and zero. Comanche, who just beat us, is now two and zero. They face each other, so one of them's going to have a loss. Um, that would be one of those games if we weren't if we if it wasn't a homecoming night coming Friday there. night. I'd be heading to that game. That'd be the West Branch Regina will be another one, but yes, I, the oh, Monticello absolutely. and yep. I think Comanche will be a fun game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Comanche has the firepower on defense. To stop them, mm-hmm. um, but boy, they—they're. We're going to get into it, but they were impressive. I—I I was impressed with that. Team. I was very—I was impressed with their speed. even more so in person than on tape when we were watching them beforehand. But couldn't agree more. Um, so yeah, we're we're tied for third right now um, at one and one. Lock and change after this week. Big one is Animosa is also one and one. So you beat this. Now you get the tiebreaker over them. You'd have the tiebreaker over West Liberty. Right. That is a big deal moving huge. forward. So this is a huge game. It's our homecoming. I think all of our attention, we can't be looking ahead to anything because after that loss, you know, we kind of got the deflation of 
sure. that one loss. You know, I think if we sure. won this, we'd be riding high and, and overlooking these guys. But I think we're focused on this. And as Coach Nord said tonight, we're recording this on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We just came from homecoming. Wednesday night. We're recording this on Wednesday. We'll after be, the pep it will be It will be sent out on Thursday. But yeah. this is after the pepper rally. Thanks for the correction. But um, Tall said, we, I think they're ready to go. Like, this is not – we're not overlooking these guys, and we're right. – the correction was made. I, re- I really think it, – it's hard to say there's good losses, but it was a good loss in the fact that it, I believe it will refocus us and our team. Um, I know that we were very confident after, you know, our Thorno start. Um, what this does is it, you know, good senior leadership. When this happens to a senior heavy team like we are, it takes that those senior heavy leaders. They go in and they say, "Let's refocus. Let's work harder. Let's get better in practice." Um, they don't mope around. The senior heavy team doesn't mope around after a loss like this. They regroup and they come back stronger. So I think Tall Coach Nord's very very excited. Um, I think uh, I think everyone believes we're ready for this Animosa team. Yeah, and I. It, it, Obviously, the loss was not good, but it was the way we lost. It was a little bit troublesome because it, right. you know, you're down twenty eight nothing at, at halftime. Um, you could tell the kids were down. It, it just it was a different feeling in the stands. It was a different feeling on the field. Just the emotions of it all. But I will say this: whether you get blown out or lose on the last second extra point, it's the same category. It's a one loss. So they got to look at that, yep. wipe it out, Absolutely. move on to uh, this week with Amos, and I hope they did that. I mean. We knew that Comanche was going to be tough. They beat Northeast 33-8, to and I thought when I saw that score, it made me pause because sure. Northeast has you know, historically been you know, that kind of middle of the pack. When they got beat down like that, I thought, okay, Comanche is tougher than what we're anticipating. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. we saw it. I mean, from, the, from right away, you could tell the size and speed. We looked mm-hmm. like we were stuck in the mud, and I think a lot of it is they were just a faster team to that, the edges. That is... Sitting there watching that, they were a quicker team than we were Friday night. Um, they, they we lost our edges, and we hadn't lost our edges all year. Yeah. Um, and so our, our DNs have been able to stay parallel to the line and really contain all year long, and we were not able to do that uh, on Friday night. So it, it was you could tell the speed was just a little bit different. They were kicking a different gear. Um, I don't know if they were just playing for a little bit more. It was their homecoming. It was their homecoming. That that was something we didn't factor in. Obviously, you know, homecoming is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, No one wants to go to a homecoming dance after a loss. And hopefully (laughs) hopefully the the boys that are listening to this understand that going to a homecoming dance after you lose is is deflating. Right. And uh, I think... And I mean, to pull a positive out of it, we didn't really... I know Griffin had a little knee injury right at halftime there. He seemed fine in the second half. Um, we didn't come out of there, you know, too injured. I would say if you're if you're looking at a positive come out of that game, we you know we, we maybe got brought back down to earth a little bit. We maybe are going to come into practice a little bit harder this week, and we didn't walk away with a ton of injuries. Yeah, the uh, the one positive I took is we we tied in the second half, seven seven. True, <laughs> that's true. We did. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't pretty. We gave up fourteen quick points. They went down and kind of drove the ball. They were getting. Five, six, ten yards of pop, passing it, running it. Uh, Mark Sanders, the the little running back, is it twenty two or twenty five? He just he had that quick gear where he hit the edge and he was getting five or six yards. And we were getting on the ground; they weren't you know breaking free, but it was enough that we weren't getting off the field. And uh, that first drive, we went down and scored. You just you kind of had that feeling of okay, next drive we're going to have to answer and we're going to have to make a stop because this could get ugly quickly. 
Obviously, we kind of went three and out, made the punt, um, put up 14 right away on us, and then we had the fumble, mm-hmm. got it back, and next thing you know, it's 21-0, 28 going into half. And quite frankly, uh, those of you at the game, we threw a strip uh, interception at the end. They returned the interception like right as the clock's running out, and no one catches him. He's, he's and, and that's, and that's the play that Griffin hurt his knee on because Griffin right. helped make that tackle. And, and I'm glad they got they caught him because I think it was like the 20, 15 yard right. line. Yeah. And they got yeah. him down at the last second. <clears throat> that would have been a running clock the whole second. Oh half. my god! It, um, yeah, no, I, I it wasn't agree. a huge play, but it was it showed us that we weren't going to let that kid score with no time left. And I'm glad to see us run him down and, and tackle him. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and so our, our MO the entire year has been that opening drive, the opposing team has marched it down the field on us, and we've got that bend but don't break defense where we've held in the red zone. And that just – once that didn't happen on that first drive against Comanche, it, it was. It was a different feel. Um, it's like, oh, crap, we, we're getting scored on the first drive. That hasn't happened to mm-hmm. us yet this year. And so it was. It was a new feel. Like I said, there are things we could absolutely learn from that game, and I'm sure we did. And there's things the coaching staff learned, the players learned, um, and you know, coming back stronger. Like I said, this is a senior-led team. Seniors are able to, to buck up and do this. If they were underclassmen and they started out four and zero, and they got kind of you know beat down like they did, I would expect a hangover from that. Um, a senior-led team. I don't see the likes of Landon and Griffin and Ian and Cole Kahn, Preston Davis sitting back and being like, oh, well, that's, the season's over. This is done. No, I just don't see them doing that. We're going to need some help, um, obviously, but all of our goals are still there. You know? Absolutely. We, we need Comanche to lose a couple games. Um, and then, like I said, our, all of our goals are back on the table. And yep. quite frankly, keep saying quite frankly, but uh, honestly, I think, I think from our perspective on things, this is not the end of the world. Nope. Um, you run the table here. Let's put it behind us. This is, this is going to be a fantastic season. So it starts this week with Anamosa. Obviously, you know, last week we talked about it. They're just We're going to be quick here because we just want to get out of our head. Sure, it sure. Was, it was, there wasn't a lot of highlights to even really talk about. You know, right. I, I think from an offensive standpoint, we had 92 passing yards total. Um, we had a fumbled snap, an interception. Just wasn't, it wasn't crisp. It wasn't, didn't feel like we ever could sustain a drive. The thing that was disappointing to me is our running game kind of went back to the past two years where there was just nothing there. We we rushed for 57 total yards in the hole. Yeah. Uh, entire game. And, and, and no, the guy you're looking at 10 yards a yeah. quarter. It's just and the guy who's been our workhorse, Landon, uh, Hall of, you know. Just, there was no – I don't want to say there's no holes. It's just they were collapsing the minute he was yeah. there. We didn't break through anything. I think he had nine carries, 14 yards. That's an atypical no. game for, for Landon. You're not going to see him do that. And I, my hope is that the offensive line, you know, takes that to heart. And um, I hope the offensive line was offended by those numbers. Yeah, I mean, a, lot, a, lot of it, a lot of it, too, was that they were really low in the box. It, those Absolutely. Were. we're all up in there. They are basically saying you're going to have to beat us through the pass. And right. we just didn't have the rhythm to, to, to march it down there. Absolutely. Um, our, our defense didn't do a terrible job, all things considered. There was a, a huge punt return um, mm-hmm. against us. Um, you know, our offense was kind of going three and out. They gave up 160 yards passing, which, you know, after last week against West Liberty, who kind of marched up and down the field on passing the ball, it was nice to see us sure. uh, buck down a little bit. They did get over about 200 yards on the ground, which that's yep. going to have to get shored up this week, which we're going to be talking about. But yeah, that, that Mark Sanders, that number 22, 
like I said, caught her edge a lot. Got a hundred, had 115 yards on a fit on 15 carries. That was again he he hurt us quite a bit. Like you said, I I do like our pass defense. I thought we played well there. Um, you know, there's a couple plays where you're either going to go for the for the pick or the knockdown, or you're going to go for the tackle, and you can't try to do both. Yeah, because. <laughs> I know we gave up a couple decent sized plays a on that. needs to hit them if they're going to miss it, the ball. Ex- exactly. So I, I think there's just a, like I said, there's things to learn from that game. Um, I know we played decent pass defense. Our run defense was rough, and I think we need to uh, set those edges and just uh, keep, keep things in the box. And when we do that, we play really, really good defense. So I know from being a coach in Tipton, one of the scares are with homecoming week. There's all these things going on. All these activities at school. If you right. lose your focus, right. you know, if we're 5-0 and with Amosa coming to our homecoming, that focus isn't there. I think we're going to be focused. I, I, so I don't doubt that we're going to have the focus with this team. Right. I want to see them come out with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. That sidelines to pick up our energy. When, when, when things happen, like last week when they scored those two quick touchdowns, it looked like ghost town over on the sidelines, and right. you know, I understand it. They, right. I was just as shocked as they were. They haven't, they haven't seen that yet this year. Yeah, and so, a lot of our seniors are out there on the field, but we're going to need to see some upperclassmen. Let's get that sideline fired up. Let's pick everyone up. Yep. You know, and and the guys that are on the field, we need to hear some emotion going because I think I think that's going to be contagious. You know, that's how you right. overcome right. these slow starts and, and getting down big early. It yep. just felt insurmountable coming out of the second half. And so I, I missed, yeah, I missed the, the, the Jacob Bodeker flexing towards the sideline, that type of stuff. Like, I want that kind of emotion. We have to have that kind of emotion in this game. Um, this is a beatable Animosa team. They're good, yeah. but they're beatable. Um, we, we can win this football game, and I, I think and I hope that we believe that. Yeah, so looking at looking at Animosa moving ahead, Animosa uh, Blue Raiders. I don't know what Blue Raider is, but... It's just they took their color. I'll, I'll tell you, a lot of the floats tonight have to deal with the penitentiary in Animosa. I saw that. We're going to lock them up. We're going to throw them in the pen. We're going to so. So usually, maybe I'm wrong here. This is us talking. But normally you pick the worst team on your home schedule, and that's your homecoming game. Is that how? That's always how I interpret it. That you yes. Because you want to win this. Thing. Normally that's what you do. So I don't think we did that, but this normally is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I remember, you know, back in the 90s, early t- we did schedule Animosa quite a bit. For, did you? Well, just because okay. historically they didn't have a great football team. So we've seen a ton of Did these. you know we're playing for a trophy? That I just found out tonight. I didn't know that. It, it must have came about after I graduated back, you know, the 1900s. Really? But we do. It's a nice, it's an impressive trophy. I saw it's, it tonight. It's a century of football is what it's called, right? Yeah. I, I had no idea uh, we played for a trophy. In this sponsored game. by someone. I Apparently, like apparently we've been playing at Amosa for 100 plus years. The key is, are the kids going to run over the trophy when they win it? Oh, or, or are they going to just walk? Are we going to respectfully walk? Yes. Like hand in hand, like the Hawks did when they won the side right. trophy. They walked hand in hand over the trophy. So, the last time we played these guys, um, it was a brutal loss. And I mean brutal. 2021, we were trying to get that victory. We were up the whole entire game. And Yep. We ended up, I, I, There's some of the games are getting confusing. There's two Animosa games. I think in, there was one game that we lost to them in a heartbreaking fashion. And I think this is the game, if I want to say, um, oh, they, they basically marched all the way down the field. And like final drive. Yeah, final oh, drive. God. Scored last minute. And it was just, Ooh, it, okay. it was probably the toughest loss this season. We have a lot of revenge here. We have revenge with all these teams. 
Absolutely. We ended up losing 16-14 the last time we played them. So. After the last couple of years, we have a revenge factor with everyone we play. Yes, that is correct. So <laughs> we're not going to lose that. But they uh, they start off with Maquoketa, a big 3A school, obviously in our district or on our conference. Mm-hmm. They only lost 17-6 to to them. They ended up beating center point 10-6. to um, Or that might have been a loss, actually, I think, to center point. Okay. Nope, they're 2-2. Two two. Never mind. Okay. Uh, no, that was a loss. Sorry. So center point was a loss. Vinton Shellsburg, they beat twenty-one to seven. That should ring a bell. We, we also played Vinton Shellsburg, so a right. great way to kind of match that up. We won very similar fashion. So did they. So you know you kind of you can't really do that, but it's a good way to kind of absolutely test the waters there. Uh, Monticello this past week or the week before they lost thirty-eight to twenty. So that's kind of a favorite. It's not a terrible loss. No, it's a respectable, it's a respectable loss. Marcel yeah. is obviously a great football team. And I don't think it was that, you know, that the, the final score obviously showed that, but I think it was a lot closer than that. Right. And then this past week, uh, West Liberty, who we just, you know, got our last victory against, they won 38-16. So they kind of put a little bit more on them and uh, slowed them up. So, you know, you, you think about it, when you look at the West Liberty game, you look at Vinton Shellsburg, it tells me we're very evenly matched well, it's absolutely from, a, from a victory standpoint. Yep. Um, and evenly matched teams, I think, like like you said, we're playing the we're playing them in similar fashion. I think they're going to do a couple different things from what we've seen, um, you know, from, from these other teams. I, for some unknown reason, I feel like people have tried or other teams have tried to beat beat us through the air uh, and hit our edges. I'm not entirely sure that Animos is going to do that. Yeah, this this is going to be a game that's won in the trenches. Yep. Um, this is going to be like the first two games, but I think we're going to see the best running back we've seen all year. His name is – a lot of these kids are all juniors, so we're going to be yeah. facing these kids for two years. Uh, number 26, a junior, Austin Scranton. Uh, he's rushed for 709 yards, which comes out to be about 141 yards a game. He's averaging about 28 carries, so that is he's taking about half the. That's a workload right there. That's a workload. He is third right now in two A. Did you see his last game? Yes. Go ahead and read okay. that stat. 34 carries for 274 yards. And that's against West Liberty. Yards. So I mean, we know what we're, we're not, facing. We know exactly the defense he was running against. Yep. So we know that we're going to have to bring our pads, we're going to have to strap it up, and it's going to be a physical game because yep. they know that's what they're going to try to do. That's their bread and butter. He actually has a brother that's a sophomore that's got, I think, around 100 yards and two touchdowns. So a little mix-up, but two brothers there, they're, they're both wrestlers. Um, they're going to be a problem for us. So if you're if you're looking, in the, uh, looking on the field, be looking for number 26 and number 12, which is his brother, Hudson. They are their bread and butter. They do pass the ball a little bit. Yeah, thir- um, they had 13 attempts here this last week. Yeah. Um, I completed four of them. Usually about 50%. Um, they've got five touchdowns, five picks. So, you know, enough yeah. picks there to, to make a big deal. If, if they do pass it, we can get get our hands on it. Sure. Um, those turnovers are going to be a big deal. Uh, but that's kind of their team. Again, this is a for me, this is a gang tackle game. So, like, this is not going to – I don't think we're going to get Austin on the ground. With one guy, um, we need to fly to the ball. Like you said, we need to bring our pants and to fly to the ball. Uh, don't assume he's down until he's down. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this is one of those that uh, I want to see four, five, six black shirts on Austin Scranton every time he carries the ball. Yeah, make um, them throw the ball. Which make is, them, yeah, make them try to beat us in the air. Yeah, they do have they do have one receiver, Nate Fisher. 
Uh, he's got 10 catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. And then they have two seniors that basically are their next, next in line uh, pass catchers. But nothing that worries me. I have not watched tape on them, so I don't really have the full uh, scoop on what they like to run. But I can tell you just from stats, uh, this Scranton kid is going to be something they're going to be looking to go to. And I, I hope we have some well, some bodies going towards him at all times. And if you look, you did that awesome screen on defense as well. He's their leading tackler as well. Right where I was going, both of them. So okay. the brothers, Hudson and Austin, are both the leading tacklers. Austin's got 32 tackles. Hudson's got 22 tackles. Um, which, you know, looking at Tipton's stats, we got to clean clean up the stat situation with the tackles. Right. Um, <laughs> because I think we're a little low in yeah, we were on the wall, and I was noticing that during the Comanche game, Comanche ran 50, exactly 50 plays against us, and we were showing 22 tackles. So yeah, that seems, something's off. Seems almost impossible. So, yeah. <laughs> so that'll get, I'm guessing that'll get corrected. Um, it's probably they're looking at actual solo tackles versus like, you know, sometimes right. you got three or four people tackling right. someone. They're, so they're not giving a half tackle. The half tackles sure. are quite correct. Which, like I said before, we need a ton of on Friday night against the screen. Yes. Like, I want... It should be... I, I want our stat guys tackles. to be... I, I want our stat guys to be like, there was... Hold on, there were seven people involved in that tag. Two Absolutely. on his right leg, two on his <laughs> exactly. left leg, and four on his back. A couple going for the ball, whichever we need. So, yeah. so this fly is, to the ball. It's going to be a gang tackle situation. They do have a field goal kicker. We haven't ran into like a, a decent field goal. Well, I guess West Liberty did. Yeah. Um, he missed one, made one. But uh, this person is two for three, has a 30-yard field goal, which in high school is big deal. That's a deep one. <laughs> that's a big deal. Uh, and he's nine for ten for his extra point. So the way I see these games, when you score a touchdown, it's a big deal to not get that two-point conversion. Absolutely. But it also, to have someone that just gets you that seven every time, yep. it makes a difference, especially in these tight games. Yep. That two-point swing can really play tricks with your team because it makes you do things that you don't want to have to do. And right. you can just get that seven. So this, I see that coming into play here. The this will likely be a tight game. Um, I would love to see a blowout by Tipton, but you're right. This could very easily come down to the fact that we have, like I said in the past, we've done that bend but don't break defense. And we get down to the red zone and we stop them and a lot of them try to go for a fourth down because they don't have that kicker. I think these guys do have that kicker. So... I uh, would like to keep them out of the red zone and, and get these drives stopped early. So they do have a punter, believe it or not, Clint. They, they have, have a punter, punter on this team. They have a punter. You know punters, though. I know punters. You watched You watched uh, Iowa. Well, actually, you watched for Tipton on Friday. Yep. A uh, little conversation. Garrett Fitch is our punter. Yep. He had some wonderful punts. He had some great punts. But what I liked is he had a really bad one, and he knew it. Yep. I think it went... Maybe ten yards. I don't think I, I don't know that far. Wherever it went, <laughs> yeah. But to see him come back, his next punt was a, was a, a blast, and that was great to see. Here's the deal: it's a punter that happens. I I remember uh, Nick Gallery who punted for Iowa back in the day. I remember Nick uh, when I was at Robert Iowa. Gallery's brother. Robert Gallery's brother, and uh, he he still holds the record for the shortest non-blocked punt at the University of Iowa. Happened at Ohio State, and he told us this story, and uh, it went negative four yards, not blocked. <laughs> so that's how off the side of his foot it went. And as a punter, just like this game on last Friday night, you have to put it on your mind and move on to the next one. Um, it happens sometimes. Those bad drops happen. Or you see someone coming through the corner of your eye that's not there, and it messes with you. So Garrett, I thought, did a fantastic job. I also liked Coach Nord's reaction to that bad punt. 
I mean, you know when you hit a bad punt. You probably don't need to be yelled at and, and face mask grab. And Coach Norton didn't say a word to him. Garrett walked right by his face. And I talked to Coach Norton after that, and he's like, he didn't need me to talk to him. <laughs> he knew. It's like a bad golf stone. <laughs> exactly. Just let him do his let thing. Let it go. So Clint could talk about punting all day. Oh, God. But a separate gonna, podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to cut him off when he starts rambling here about punting. But – their punter's thirty-six yard average right now, so he's 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 gonna move he's gonna move the sure. sticks backwards. Um, so we'll see what happens from there. So um, game's on Sat. It's actually here, um, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Homecoming. Yes, homecoming Saturday. Night. That's where I was going with it. Homecoming on Saturday. So the the boys are gonna win win want to win this, and I think uh, hopefully have a great turnout. Some uh, alumni coming back for the game, and Absolutely. it should be great. So. All right, so we got some good previews tonight with the, the homecoming uh, parade and seeing all the, all the kids out there. It's nice to see all the coaches talk about fall activities. Um, this past week, we've got uh, Tipton Cross Country. Um, pretty tough tough courses that they had, but they had uh, Anamosa course this past weekend. And um, I was actually I there. I love that course. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough a- to view. But it is, it there's is, a lot but, of running around. But for the for the runners, there's just the right amount of hills. Yep. It is relatively spot. flat. It's a really nice course. I can say we just keep running into like Solon and Monticello. It, it makes yeah. it really tough. It, very high competition, as as Coach said. We don't we, we take our kids to tough meets, and, yep. and it shows. Um, I think Solon Solon ended up winning it. Monticello got got second, and then uh, we obviously came in. Came in third with that for the girls. On the boys' side, they had just all sorts of tough competition. They had uh, Fort Madison was there. I think Olwine was there, who we beat. Um, obviously, Solon. Um, and, and Clay's obviously finishing out in front. Yep. You have Caleb coming in, Andy Shoemaker. Max and Fogg actually joined the team, so he's he dual sporting. Which he, is he's run JV the first two weeks because yep. he's trying to work his way. You can't just like start cross country midseason and expect right. to be in midseason form. So, yep. So I think the boys you're going to start to see them trickle up a little bit. Agreed. Um, they're in a really tough class two A this year. There's a lot of local teams. Um, right. The girls are sitting in fifth. They dropped down one spot, but uh, they've got some upcoming meets and then conference. The season's winding down. It's I, amazing, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe that the season has come to that to that end, but. Um, girls are running really well. Um, obviously, Laura and Olivia are kind of those top two, and then you got the, the pack of girls after that. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, a neat finish. We're a little behind Monticelli. Mm-hmm. We finished 11 points in the Animosa meet. That's kind of who we're kind of trying to track them in Mid-Prairie or the two that we want to take down, and there's Albia that's that's out there in the Central South. And currently our girls are ranked fourth? They're actually they're fifth. Ranked? They dropped fifth. down, okay. meter jumped them. Uh, okay. They kind of look at the times. These meets are all in different it's places, so it's hard. Exactly. Uh, the boys, I believe, are 19th. I think they moved up a little bit, but okay. um, doing a great job. And as Coach said, I, that was a stat I'd not heard. We've made state on both sides for 14 straight 14 years. 14 straight years. That's impressive. Yeah. We should something to hang around. And I know on the girls' side, watching Olivia, Eden's, Laura Owen run, your daughter Ella has really stepped up. Carly Hines is running amazing races right now. Um, Addy Nearham's running great, um, and then in our six seven spot, and people don't understand. Like, okay, our six spot doesn't get scored, mm-hmm. but our six spot takes points away from other teams that could score higher. Chloe, so Chloe and Alexa, Chloe and Alexa are doing a great right job there. in our six seven spot. So yeah. our varsity girls are running great. Um, yeah, good shout out to them. I, they're fun to watch. 
Yep. You may have to admit, do it. I will say on the volleyball side, our, our volleyball girls, we have to hear from Coach uh, Collender tonight. Uh, was fun. They are 14 and 10 on the year. Ranked. Ranked. Volleyball team ranked. I, I think the like, first time since, uh, since Summer Meyer Day or Summer Daniels. Daniel Days. Yes. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, we uh, Last week, we beat Regina um, in four sets. We beat West Branch in three sets. Um, we had a tournament on Saturday, lost to uh, Edward Colesburg, but we beat Midland, then lost to Regina, then beat Springville, then beat Starmont. So we had a really nice tournament on Saturday as well. So Very good. Girls are, girls are playing well. All right, Clint, let's talk about what we learned this week. All right. You got anything? I do. I do. So I never – I told you this early on. I'm not a massive Coach Prime fan. I just, I just I don't like how he runs that. I get that it works for him. I get that it worked at Jackson State. It's been working. He's going to get recruits. I tell him he's getting recruits. Obviously, I did not hate seeing what a true blue blood program did to him on Saturday. So Nebraska's not. A no, not anymore. <laughs> it's not 1993 anymore. So no. Um, so what? What Oregon did to Colorado? I think honestly is exactly what Colorado needed. Um, but I say that the TV right, ratings are not excited about it. Though. No, but but right after that. Shooter, Shooter Sanders, the quarterback, sent a tweet. Shador. Shador Sanders sent a tweet from his Rolls Royce. So I think he's okay. I mean, he's, you know, he's not depressed about the loss. Yeah, I think uh, they do do a lot of talking before the game. And, uh, so that, nice that's my deal. I learned that Colorado might be posing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this past Friday, what I learned is this past Friday, Williamsburg has a really nice football team this year. Um, I'd like to get Williamsburg out of our – it seems like we're they're at the high end of the 2A. I agree. We need to get them kind of out. Of yeah, the, they need to keep growing. They need to get to 3A and move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to happen here because they're, they're kind of growing. They've got the stud Iowa recruit. Yep. They do. They also have a, a gentleman named Race Heitman. Have you heard of this person? I had never heard of this guy. Okay. Well, if you were a parent or a relative or a girlfriend or just a friend of races, you had a heck of a Friday. Uh, they played South Tama. So you arrive to the game and you're there to watch number six, Race Heitman. And uh, they basically South Tama takes a three and out. They decided to punt to him and he just took it to the house. So Pump right there. Happens. That's a great, it's a great way to start We're super excited. We're going to put up the first door. Oh, absolutely. So you're up 7 nothing. The offense hasn't came out. They come out the very next play. He's tired from the punt return. Sure. He intercepts it. Guess where he went? Touchdown. 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 Back to back back. Plays. To back. So he gets the touchdown. So they're up 14 nothing. Oh, nice. The fans are going nuts. His parents are probably cheering heavily. He's probably tired. He's over there. Race. 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 Race, yeah. Race. Race is tired. He's, he's probably, at this point, Looking for oxygen. Probably got the oxygen on the sideline. So they decided they did not kick it off. Or, you know, they kicked it off. They did not throw his way the first two passes. But the third one, they were like, we've got to go that way. Sure. He picks it off. The next play, where do you think he went? The house. The house. The house. Touchdown. 21 nothing. Basically race against South Tama. <laughs> so they get the ball back. You know they're not throwing his way, right? He just did two in a row, right, back to back, right. taking the house and a punt return, so three touchdowns. So they decided to do three runs, didn't get anywhere. I shocked they did this, but they decided to punt to him one more they time. They punted to him. 
What do you think he did? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say he returned this thing. Took it to the house, touchdown on a punt return. The score was 27 to nothing before the offense had even set foot due to the heroics of Ray Heitman. Unbelievable. That should be on ESPN. I, I don't know. I can't believe it's not. Honestly, I, that should be a top 10 thing. Without a doubt. That's amazing. I think it's impressive, but there was something that topped it, I think. How? Well, I think my picks were pretty good. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's true. It's true. Talk to me. How did I do? You had a very nice week in picking football. Um, you went 14-2 and two mm. on your picks last week. Your only two losses were Tipton. It's mainly... Oh, yeah. Tipton's one of them. I and should. North Lynn. North Lynn let us both I down. I thought for sure North Lynn was going to win that. So, can you guess what my record was? Oh. Well, you picked it, the it Bears. Bad. Did you bad. pick the Bears over the Chiefs? That's a I picked the Bears over, over the Chiefs. Yeah, that, I picked Iowa over Penn State, which you did not. Yeah, those are... those are. I obviously picked Tipton over Command. You're betting with your heart, right. not you? I was betting with my heart at that point. I went 7-9. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Under 500. So, on top of your Bears, on top of your Hawkeyes, on top of your Tigers... <laughs> You also did a terrible job. This is the bad thing. This, this, this was a, it was a horrible week for me. So what's our overall now? Horrible week for me. Um, we, I, mean, I, had, oh, I had Oklahoma State over ISU. What the hell? I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, overall right now, you are 58 and 22. I am 51 and 29. So, so let's, let's break out our our picks here for this week. I'm Perfect. sure people are pretty excited about this. It's probably just they probably turn this off. At this point. They do not. This is where they probably fast forward at this point. I will. I, I'm gonna compl- continue to complain, but we've got Starmont, Postville, Northland, Clayton Again. Ridge. Yeah, these guys are just dumped in here. I don't understand week. it. I actually know more about Starmont than I do uh, <laughs> West Branch at this point. Right. So right. let's get some different oh, games in. All right. Let's let's start with Bellevue, Maquoketa Valley. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. You're an MB. You're Macoca Valley. Valley all the way. I'm going to MB as well. So, um, the next one, North Cedar against East Buchanan. Well, got to go East Buck on that. Oh, Jeez, yeah. they just slaughtered last Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I think both of us are sticking there. Perfect. North Lynn against Clayton Ridge. <sighs> I got Clayton Ridge now. North Lynn okay. disappointed me last week. I'm going to go with North Lynn. Okay. Um, I just feel like North Lynn... They're going to have a little bit of, they, just like us, they're going to want to come out and get right. that victory. So, All right, Starmont, Postville. I know a lot about both these teams. I'm going to start watching tape because they're in each week. I think um, <laughs> I'm going to go Starmont. They had a nice win this week. I was actually going to go Starmont as well. Okay. Um, so again, I only have one opposite Ooh, pick so Next far. game. Where are we at? We're at Comanche Monticello. Good game. Great game. I would love to watch this game. I have to go Monticello, though I can't go against Preston Reese at this point. Yep. I will go with Preston Reese and Monticello Panthers. If you haven't seen him, we will see him the last week of the year at Monticello. He looks like a 28-year-old guy. (laughs) A a minimum of on the field. Okay. Game of the week. Yeah, it's Tipton's homecoming against Anamosa. They're coming in. They want this win just as much as us. They're in the same position we are, sitting at one and one in the in the district. Um, I I truly believe Tipton. I, I, I we're gonna come back revenge factor again, uh, picking with my heart and my head on this. I think Tipton wins this revenge factor on this. Following that loss, I think we're refocused, but it will be a very good football game. Yep. 
I I'm, I always pick with my head. I'm not. I'm not I know you do. I know you do. So if I thought Enomosa would take this, I would go with them. But I'm going with Tipton here. So no uh, points prediction though. Okay, I like that. I win. I'll take anything. Exactly. Safety at the end of the game. Let's get it. <laughs> exactly. North or excuse me, Northern Iowa against Youngstown State. Um. Oh God, I don't even know. I'm going to go you and I with this one. Same. All right. Iowa, Michigan State. God, the last week was just hard to watch. I, uh, I'm gonna have to go Iowa because Michigan State's a dumpster fire. Right did you now. read the number of plays that Iowa had versus Penn State? Yeah, I did. What was it? It was, wasn't it like? Didn't we have like 31 plays? Not even. Yeah, 31 plays. The <laughs> did whole we really? Entire. Did we really? That's yeah, insane. That is insane. That's crazy. Um, I, I gotta go Iowa because Michigan State's a dumpster fire. I'm also going Iowa. All right, perfect. We're going to go back up here to West Liberty versus Northeast. Oh, I skipped one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, right? Um, whew, that's going to be a good game. So that's a team. Both teams have not won a game in our district. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard that the West Liberty quarterback got hurt pretty heavily in the last game. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, God, I didn't hear that. Dude, yeah. I already wrote down West I'll, Liberty on my side. Oh, you got to go with them. Um <sighs> I'm going to go with Northeast just, right. just because of that. Um, plus, their field is awesome, which we'll talk about. It's pretty cool. Next week. It is pretty cool. All right, I'm going to go West Liberty on that game. Okay. Central versus Dubuque. Dubuque, we've got uh, who's up there? Uh, Caden Schmidt. Schmidt. Caden Schmidt's up there. There you go. Um, I'd love to go with them, but I've already said I'm going Central College all say, year. It's hard to go against Central this year. They are a really, really good football team for most Central. All right. Um, this is my lock of the week Oklahoma. At home against Iowa State. <laughs> I'm going with Oklahoma Sooners. I picked the correct one last week with Iowa State. You did. Yeah, you, but yeah. I will go against them this you week. You cannot say that you're only picking against Iowa State. You, I'd like to, but you, I, I go with my I know. Uh, i got to go Oklahoma as well on this one. All right. Uh, well, we got Texas versus Kansas. Yeah. I mean, um, Kansas normally was the, the dog breath of the Big 12. Right. They are... You know, changing that. Um, I still think Texas. Texas was dominant. Quinn yeah. was just fun to watch. Yep. They're, so, they're a good team. Mm, all right. Perfect. Ole Miss against LSU. Uh, I'm going LSU in this one. Yep. I'll stick with the same LSU. Less miles. No. Uh, oh, here we go. Your favorite team, Colorado, against Colorado. USC. I, I legitimately think <laughs> this will be the exact same result. As Mr. Prime got in Oregon, I, I actually, think USC's going to take him. I actually agree with you. I heavily USC heavily. I would take I would take USC with the money line. Either. Actually, I want you to do good this week because we're picking the same. So <laughs> if you do good, I do good. Uh, Duke against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's going to be ticked. Summary of Notre Dame. Whew. I got to think about this one. Um, give me Duke. Perfect. That was a heartbreaking loss for Notre Dame last yeah, week. Last I, week. It was tough. I think, nah, I probably should go Notre Dame, but I'm going to go do them, So, All right. Last one of the week. Carolina versus the Vikings. Bryce Young is back. Okay. Uh, 0-3 Vikings are up against the wall. They're they're in the corner, excuse me, that I think they're going to want this. I'm going to go the Vikings. Damn it. I was, this is my first time I was going to pick the Vikings for the same reason. Backs against the corner, they're going to do it. All right, so that should do it. We'll join everyone at the homecoming game this weekend. Get, uh, get out, support the Tigers this weekend, guys. Yep, absolutely. So looking forward to getting this victory, and hopefully we'll come back with a little better uh, mood coming back next week. Thanks.